The restaurant industry is a hot mess, and it's only getting worse. The competition for guests and staff has never been higher. Did you know that the average independent restaurant owner works 60 to 80 hours per week and hasn't taken a vacation in over six years? To add even more insult, the average restaurant scrapes by with just 6% profitability. Statistics show that 50% of independent restaurants that open this year will fail within three years or less because they are not focused on the right things to help them succeed. It's like a dog chasing their tail day after day. But there is an answer. You can learn how to make more while working less in your restaurant inside our elite group called Restaurant Masterminds. Imagine having a network of like-minded independent restaurant owners like you that are tired of settling and want a better life. Donald Burns, the restaurant coach, has put together a program that includes twice a week group coaching calls and 24-7 access to his private training library. You can finally get the resources and accountability you must have to build your brand, strengthen your team, and increase your profits. Head over to restaurantmasterminds.com to join us. Loading in three, two, one. Welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It's the cure for the common restaurant. Expert interviews, tools, and tips to get you the restaurant you know it can be. Now, here is your host, Donald Burns, the Restaurant Coach. And welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. So who do you go to to balance ideas off? Do you have a mentor? How about a group of peers that can be a sounding board? Now, my guest today is not only a great friend, he is my go-to person when I have marketing ideas that I need to get feedback on. Bruce Irving is the founder of Smart Pizza Marketing. Bruce and I, actually, we met around five years ago. We were both part of a mastermind group for coaches and consultants. Now, I have to be a little brutally honest here. Like a lot of people, I had my hesitation about joining a mastermind group. I thought it was going to be a bunch, you know, rah, rah, pump them up kind of thing, and it wasn't. It was a group of peers that gave me feedback, suggestions, and really, I mean, I hate to say, they called me on my bullshit and they held me accountable. I wish, I only wish, I wish I had found out about the true power of a mastermind earlier in my career, because my business tripled after joining that first mastermind group years ago, and now I belong to a couple high-level mastermind groups that have continually consistently growing the Restaurant Coach brand year after year. And if you ever want to check out my mastermind group, it's called, conveniently, Restaurant Masterminds. You can head over to restaurantmasterminds.com to see what it's all about. And every October, we get together for three days in Scottsdale, Arizona for our annual mastermind conference called the Restaurant Success Summit, where we have 18 workshops in just three days. This one, I'm excited, it's coming up October 24th, 25th, 26th. It is going to be our three-year anniversary. Well, it would have been four, but thank you, COVID 2020, for not allowing us to have it back then. But hey, you know, we're back, and we're at it stronger than ever. Bruce is going to be speaking at the event this year, and he's really bringing the heat with some hot new trends like YouTube shorts, TikTok ads, and some guerrilla marketing ideas. And guerrilla marketing, if you haven't heard of it, they're low-cost and no-cost Real, I mean, <laughs> crazy marketing ideas, but they are effective like nothing else. So let's jump into the studio and the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. I am joined. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm joined by my good friend, fellow 
fellow consultant, Coach Bruce Irving from Smart Pizza Marketing. Bruce, my God, it's it's so good to see. You. I have not seen you forever, my friend. It's been too long, Donald. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast again. But I'm glad to kind of connect. I know it's been we've been emailing and messaging yeah, and texting yeah. each other back and forth, but not in haven't seen you in in a while. Yeah, I know. I've been traveling a little bit. You've been traveling a little bit. You've been, you yeah. know, and we just were talking about you know, the kind of exhaustive uh, conference schedule that we used to both do and how, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to get out of doing some of the conference game. I got, I'm, I'm committed this year to speaking at the Florida restaurant and lodging show in November, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Orlando. And after that, I'm not doing any more for this year. I'm not doing any more. I agree. Like I have one to do. I'm going to do yours in um, which yep. we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. I have one in Orlando that I committed to. And then I quit conferences. I'm quitting. Then you're out. You quit? You're retiring? I'm resigning. I'm, re- I'm retiring from conferences. Retiring. Yeah. Now, hey, dude, you're not doing a Brady, are you? <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm out and I'm back in. I'm out. I'm back that's in. That's a good question. You know what? I don't want to say I'm going to retire forever, but... Yeah, I think 2020 changed a lot of things, you know, like changed everything, pe- changed the whole pe- game. People weren't as receptive to mm-hmm. online events or Zoom calls before 2020, and they're just used to them now. So yep. you have a podcast, which we're on now. I have a podcast. I have a couple, actually. You have a couple podcasts. So to talk to people that you want to talk to, you don't need to go anywhere. Like, so I'm going to hold my events to ones that. I'm not going to say I'm retiring from all events, but I'm just going to do the ones that I really want. I want to do not that people ask me to do. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple I love to do. I mean, I love doing hospitality innovation planet in Madrid every year. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would do that one again. Um, it's probably the only one. I really- <laughs> you drew a blank. <laughs> Hold on. It's like what I really love. Yeah, that's what I, love. I used to say. You know what? Everybody, I think, when everybody starts out with <laughs> a, a podcast or oh, you're you're all over a, the place. A consulting company. You always yeah. like everybody wants to be a speaker, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and I think that was me. And then I did a, a couple times, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that. So I think doing any business is kind of trying to figure out what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and then trying to double down on what you enjoy doing. And I just realized that. Speaking at events isn't something I need or like to do. Especially when, I mean, especially nowadays with social media and online platforms like YouTube. I mean, there's so much other ways to get your your message out to people that, I mean, the, the podcast and YouTube for me have been huge. Yeah. I would say the majority of people who actually schedule like a one-on-one you know, conference call with me as a strategy session, I would say 99% of people, I ask them, how'd you hear about me? Through your podcast. Yeah, right. It's the same thing. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's like Instagram a little bit from the videos that we do on Instagram. Definitely the podcast. And even this event that I'm doing in October, I'm not speaking. I am kind of speaking, but I'm doing it in a different way. I'm just going to have like a booth where we do this. And I'm gonna just yeah. going to sit there and do it, have oh, guests cool. on and do interviews. I'm not speaking like on stage and making a presentation. So it's a little bit different. I saw Eric do that. Eric Cacciatore. He was at what, like the Texas show and he had like a booth set up and he was interviewing uh, restaurant owners there and stuff like that. And they were brought. Yeah, I like doing that. Like I've done that at a couple cool. of shows before and I like doing that. So that's, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But speaking of coming up soon, October 24th, 25th, 26th, here in Scottsdale, Arizona, I have my annual restaurant success summit. It is an amazing thing. It's three days. I've got myself and seven other speakers. Bruce will be speaking at the event. 
Um, and it's not just a conference. A lot of people think, wow, it's a great conference. Oh, yeah, I go to conferences all the time. This is not only a conference. This is, this is I call it conference plus. Because a lot of times you go to these conferences, and Bruce and I were talking about this just before the call, is that you go to these things, you get all hyped up, and then you come home and then, you know, you lose motivation. <laughs> yeah. Right. But so this thing is different. So it's a three-day success summit, 18 workshops. I'm also going to give you a 90-day membership into my mastermind group called Restaurant Masterminds. And in the mastermind group, I mean, I know Bruce has been on my mastermind group before and popped in. I popped yeah. in on his mastermind group before. You know, we're we're all about helping you break free from, you know, get in, to get the restaurant and the life that you really desire. And we'll do anything we have to. Yeah, I think it's important to be, you know, like you said, it's a, it's good to go to these conferences if you're the type of person who needs to be around other people in order yeah. to get motivated. But like you said, sometimes when you leave, that motivation goes away quick. So you do have to yeah. kind of hold yourself accountable. And yeah. it's good to see what other people are doing, right? Like, yeah. it's cool to like listen to a lecture and mm -hmm. listen to what they say and them teaching you something and be like, all right, I want to do YouTube shorts. And they show you how to do it on stage, right? But then you go home and you're like, all right, what the heck do I do now? Who's doing it? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's good, good to, to be able Yeah, for sure. And just to like throw ideas off of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the small. So I keep this restaurant success summit really kind of intimate. I only I cap it at fifty people. And the reason I keep it small is that I mean, if you want to you know wander around because the speakers stay at the place I do the event at. So if you want to wander around and talk to them, I mean, they're there to talk to. You. I mean, how many times have you been to like these huge events? Speaker gets up on stage, does his session, and then that's it. Good night. You know, it's almost like I'm out, and then they leave, and then you never see them again. And you might have had a question for them. Yeah. I yeah, would yeah. rather be, be like, you know what? Forget speaking on stage. Just answer questions. Just answer questions. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. I love yeah. it. And so we always I always schedule in a little bit of Q&A at the Restaurant Success Summit so people can ask questions specific to them and their business and stuff like that. So what's going on out there? I mean, social media is crazy. It changes so fast. And I just so everyone knows, Bruce Irving is the guy I go to to find out about social media because it moves so fast. You know, and I could easily spend hours and hours and hours. So what I do is I listen to Bruce's podcast because <laughs> <so laughs> I learn what's going on. And then I share that information with my members. But Bruce is like the guy. He is like my go-to market. All marketing is I go to Bruce for marketing. I love it. I try to, you know what I call myself now? I'm an experimenter, right? You like are. I use my, You are, I use, man. You try everything. Yeah, like I'll try it out. And then what I do is I report back we found like, for instance, YouTube shorts is something that has come on the scene. I mean, they've been around for a little bit, yeah. but I feel like YouTube has really figured out how to, first of all, monetize YouTube shorts, which is, which is important to draw in creators from TikTok and Instagram. Right. But also before it used to be not the cohesiveness between shorts and long form content. And that means like, if somebody watched a long form content piece of yours, Donald, like maybe you did a podcast right. like this, you put it on your YouTube channel and then you produced a short, which is similar to a TikTok or Instagram reel. They wouldn't show that short to someone who's subscribed or watched your channel because they didn't know how to do it. But now they figured out how to match those two together. So if you create oh, shorts wow. in, in really grown audience, creating shorts, which is shorter form video, right. they will then suggest your longer form videos to those people who have watched or liked your videos which is important very cool and important. i think that's important for a couple of reasons number really one important. youtube's the only platform that has monetization for creators figured mm -hmm. out well 
like TikTok has a, a monetization platform where you can get paid to do reels and and um, I'm sorry, Instagram. And then TikTok has the creator marketplace, but you have to have so many subscribers and you have to have so many million views in order to qualify that for the average person, it's not feasible. Okay. YouTube is once you get a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time, you're monetized. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. And then you can, I mean, shorts, it's a little bit more, but once you're monetized on YouTube, all the content that you create, if you create good content, you can actually make some supplemental income on that. So, and for people who are like listening or watching the, you know, this right now, so shorts are basically the format is different. It almost looks like a, a reel or a TikTok kind of it's full length, right? Is that what they call it? Exactly. Full screen. It's vertical. It's uh, vertical video uh, nine by 16. So think of it mm -hmm. as YouTube's virgin to fight. TikTok, TikTok and Instagram Reels. So oh, any gosh. content that you would create for TikTok and Instagram Reels, you can mm -hmm. upload to YouTube as a short. And the shorts have been really doing a couple things. Like they're getting a lot of views because YouTube's really pushing them out to people to yeah. build up the platform. And it, if you're struggling, like it's hard to build subscribers on mm -hmm. a YouTube channel. And it's hard to build long form content like anybody can make a 10 minute video but to make a good 10 minute video that people want to watch <laughs> is really hard that's tough you know that's tough <laughs> um so it's hard to build subscribers for a youtube channel channel in order to get monetized but youtube shorts gives you the ability to do that i think it's going to really it, i think it's going to really affect tiktok and instagram and just like you know and like i think uh like I think we talked or one of the people in your mastermind group is in my coaching program too. And they were saying that you mentioned that anytime a platform is trying out something new, like YouTube's really pushing shorts, they really, really push you organic. So it's like hot. And right. now's the time you want to get in before it becomes like standard. And then they just start, you know, taking off the throttle on it. hundred percent like TikTok, right? TikTok two years ago, you could really build a quick following a large following on TikTok two years ago. Today, it's really hard. It's a lot harder to grow a following on TikTok yeah. today. It's still possible, way more possible harder. than Facebook, um, but it's a lot harder to do than it was a couple of years ago. And the reason YouTube is pushing these shorts is because in January of 2023, that's when monetization for YouTube shorts starts. Yeah. So if you can get started today and get that 1,000 subscribers and the views that you need in order to to be able to be monetized starting in January, you can start making money from your shorts. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Which you can't make money from. Like you make money from TikTok and Instagram because if you're a restaurant, someone watches your, your TikTok or your reel and then they, it makes them want to order from you, right? Like that's right. how you make money. Right, right, right. But you can do that on YouTube. You could do that same thing on YouTube. Then obviously Google owns YouTube, which means people search for things and YouTube pops up. And if you make good videos, you can get monetized. So you make, Money both ways. You get money from people watching your content and then they'll want to buy from you. That's like the best of both worlds, right? It's the first time that a, a, a business that's local can monetize uh, audience across the world. Yeah. And the one thing that I think I love about uh, YouTube is like and Bruce did mention it. It's owned by Google. Yeah. Come on. You they're don't think Google's support, they're going to support and promote their own, their own brand. You know what I mean? You, you know, now that yeah. YouTube has shorts and people love short term or short form content, you don't mm -hmm. think that 
when someone goes to search pizza near me that Google's going to put their YouTube shorts on the front page? Of course they are. Definitely, yeah. It's a no-brainer now, yeah. Yeah, and they haven't figured out where they can split the revenue with the creators. So, you know, you get 50% or 55% and YouTube gets 45%. They have a really good revenue share. Yeah, Stephanie from uh, Slam Dunk Pizza, she said that, you know, you took her through, she's in your mastermind group, but she's also in my coaching program. She said you took her through how to do some shorts and she put up a short. She said she got like 1,500 views in like less than an hour. Yeah, we were on the call. This week we had a call yeah, Tuesday. Crazy, and I said I talked about shorts. I'm like, Stephanie, put a put a short up there. Take one of your videos that you have for TikTok or Reels and just upload it to your YouTube channel. Yeah. In 20 minutes, she had 900 views. Just like yeah. while we were on the call. She's like, that's crazy. I know I did one. So after I talked to her, I was like, hmm, you know, because I always like, all right, Bruce is always Bruce always knows where where the, where the fucking shit's going, right? And he knows where the trend's going. So I was like, all right, you know what? And I never put up a short. So I put up a short yesterday. I got like 1,200 views in less yeah. than an hour. Yeah. You know, you're never going to get that on a long – You never you get will that. eventually on a longer form piece of content. Like, yeah, yeah. The only thing I would do right now if I was a restaurant is Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts. That's I would that's, throw that's, Facebook in the trash it. can because it sucks and blows. Wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything on Facebook. I would only do – I would create videos on my phone, like not on the app, but on my phone yeah. in vertical form, and then I would exactly. upload them to TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I had a video that was on an Instagram reel and this account has 30,000 followers. So it's not a tiny account. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good account. But, but the views, so it is part of the, this is Instagram now and TikTok Mm -hmm. and YouTube. It got a combined 75 million views on this one video on all three channels. Yeah. So the oh, just to give you some context, this video, it was a meme. It was like a funny meme video, seven seconds mm-hmm. long, very easy to create. It got 44 million views on Instagram. It got uh, it got 22 million views on TikTok, and it got about another 15 million views on YouTube. Oh, my God. Now, for, to give you some context, on YouTube, it gained the channel five or 6,000 subscribers. Wow, that's really Which great. is huge. They got monetized with that one video. With one video, they got monetized, yeah. One video. How many subscribers do you need to get monetized? You need 1,000 subscribers. So for long-form content, you need 1,000 subscribers in 4,000 hours of watch time in one year. For shorts, you need 1,000 subscribers in 10 million views in 90 days. But the 10 million views, like, we, we, I just started – for one of the clients we work for, I just started a YouTube channel with them um, 30 days ago, and it's a pizzeria, and they already have 150,000 views, and we just started the channel from zero 30 days ago. Oh, wow. So it's not yeah. impossible to get there. It's very – as long as you're – I would say, like, if you're trying to get monetized, uh, you already have an advantage because you probably have an Instagram account and a TikTok account or one mm-hmm. at least. I would just take all of your archived videos that you have on Instagram and TikTok and start uploading two or three a day to your YouTube channel, especially if you're just starting out. And then you should get monetized within 90 days. Yeah, YouTube is. If you don't have a YouTube channel, you are missing out right now, everyone. I'm telling you. If you have a restaurant, 100%. Yeah, if you have a Gmail account, you probably have a YouTube channel. You You probably do. Yeah, you actually have one. Yeah. Yeah. They make it they make it pretty seamless <laughs> to integrate your stuff together. Gmail and Google, they want you to stay just like everybody, they want you to stay in their platforms. Yeah, I think you know what? I've never thought of YouTube as a place for local businesses to kind of spend time and energy because it was difficult. 
I think this is the opportunity and this is the time to really start yeah. being like, all right, what can I do with my YouTube channel? How can I use shorts as a way to get to that monetization level? And then once you right. get there, then you can think of, all right, how, now what do I want to do with longer form content mm -hmm. that maybe I've always wanted to do on my YouTube channel, but I didn't have the resources or time or energy to do it. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so perfect. And then, you know, let me ask you a question. Do you ever see a future where there's no Facebook? Of course. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I think everything has its, its time and its ending. You know, I think yeah. Facebook is deeply headed to the metaverse, but I think they're way too early. Oh, um, the metaverse. Yeah. The metaverse is kind of cool, but it's, I think it's way too early for it. It's definitely cool. And I definitely mm -hmm. think it's the future, but I think they're way too early for that. But for them, they're looking at it as an investment, right? Like to them, it's early and it's great, but they're going to be, when it is time for the regular folk like us to get on there, they're going to be the people to watch. So Meta itself, I don't know if as a company, I don't think we'll go anywhere, but Facebook, the way we know it today, I don't think yeah. is a place where if I was a local business, I would spend a ton of time. Listen, if I was a local business, depends on where you're at, I guess. If you have an established Facebook following, keep posting there. But if you're a new restaurant that's opening today, I mean, I would start a Facebook page, but I wouldn't spend any energy worried about how to grow my Facebook page. No, I would no, just no, kind no. of cross promote from Instagram to Facebook uh, because, you know, it, it, Facebook's the only platform where you'll never reach anybody more without spending money than follow you. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally pay to play. 100%. Like, you, 100%. if you have a thousand followers, no post you ever do is... Ever gonna I, mean, be I don't want to say I don't want to say never, but highly unlikely that post will ever reach more than a thousand people. Exactly. Whereas uh, on TikTok, yeah. Instagram, and YouTube, it's a hundred percent possible. And not only is it possible, it's probable. Yeah. And and TikTok, you know, a lot of people didn't know what to do with TikTok, and they're like, "Well, how do I use this for local business? How would you suggest a, a you know, let's just say a pizza place? How would how would a pizza place use TikTok for a business? I would. Throw up two videos a day if I'm starting on TikTok about mm -hmm. everything I have on my menu. You don't have yep. to. It's not a dancing app. So get that out of your head. That's yeah, two years ago. App. It's not dancing. It's more of what Instagram was a year ago. That's what TikTok is today. It's maturing. So the audience is very much maturing. But people look at TikTok as TV. Right. Right. Like Instagram was a. Yeah. Instagram entertainment. Exactly. People. Yeah. If you look at who and when people look at TikTok, they look at TikTok differently than any other social media platform they mm -hmm. go to tiktok to like you said either it's beginning a, it's becoming a place where people go to learn like it's becoming almost like a google where people go to oh, search yeah. for things you know how to tie a tie or how to fix a tire or how to use excel those are videos that are on there a lot yeah that's what yeah. i would do i would do every video i have i would do as a every item i have on my menu i would do in like a recipe try to make it as short as you possibly can because yeah. attention spans are not high and then i would use ads ads on tiktok <laughs> are very cheap right now and where facebook took some targeting away because they got in trouble for privacy mm -hmm. tiktok is owned by china they don't give a shit they <laughs> give no shits right so you can get a ton of targeting done with TikTok. They target everybody man they don't care they don't worry about that privacy concern like like i know the government does with tiktok but tiktok <laughs> itself is not concerned about that so you heard it from bruce right now advertise on tiktok because they don't give a show <laughs> they will show it to as many people as they can yeah because they want to keep it out there that's they're it. not getting they're, they're not worried about the the controversy or trouble like facebook is and you don't have to have a certain amount of followers to do ads not for ads for 
for like live videos, which I would do. Yeah. You have to have a thousand subscribers thousand or do, followers yeah. on TikTok. Um, you know what's hot on TikTok right now? Believe it or not, there's a couple of things. Live videos of just people putting up in their kitchen, right? Like for pizza places. Yeah, yeah. They just put their phone up and go live, and then I saw that the other day too. And like, but there was like, <laughs> now you got to play this shit out of it. It was just like it was a live feed. But like there was nothing going on. It's like, and I saw like somebody walk by. I'm like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, I would like, do it in prime time. Like I would do it Friday night when there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's like, like guy walking by. You know what other two things are hot camera. on TikTok lives? What? One other TikTok lives that are pretty popular. Are, one is where people sleep. They literally just put their TikTok live on and people watch them sleep. Are you serious? I swear. Okay, that's. that's we want to talk about we got some dysfunctions going on in the world and right there. And then another one is like people will just put their TikTok up on a on a like a iPhone holder, right? Play a little yeah, yeah. background music like jazz and then just work on their computer and people just get soothed by seeing people work on their computer like doing their homework. That's crazy. It's crazy. You never know what people are looking for. Well, you know what it is? If people are trying to escape their life. Yeah. That's why we go that's why streaming services Social media, that's why it's huge. Everybody wants to escape. But if you think about that, none of those are controversial or politics no. or no, fighting. That, it's all like too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all, not it's not it's not polarizing. Yeah, it's just like it's just like, you know what? I need someone to hang out with. I'm gonna put this TikTok live on and watch them I'm in the have kitchen. A camera right behind me. Like this this would be very kind of meta in the sense that I do a camera of us talking together on a computer. There you go. Right. So I did that on a podcast. Did I tested really? it out. Yeah, I tested it out. <laughs> I told you I test shit out, man. That's what I do. I did a podcast and I use an app like this. You're using StreamYard. I use Riverside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I did was I just put my phone up on a holder and I put TikTok live on and I got like 1200 people watching us live uh, record That's a podcast. That's awesome. But it's like, what the hell do people want to watch that for? I don't know, but somebody wants to watch it. <laughs> somebody wants to watch it. Somebody's interested. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, yeah, at the Restaurant Success Summit, Bruce is going to talk a little bit about TikTok ads. Yep. And another thing he's going to talk about is guerrilla marketing. I, I like this one. And I have a little different take on guerrilla marketing. I think when people think of guerrilla marketing, they think of guerrilla marketing 1987. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you think of you hear the word guerrilla marketing and most people be like, oh, that's what I used to do back in the old days of owning my restaurant. I used to do guerrilla marketing like Instagram, TikTok, uh, email like that's the modern day guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla yeah, marketing is. is just getting attention for your business without spending money. That's, that's it. all it that's is. Exactly. That's what guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing is a low budget. It's basically bootstrapping. Exactly. Low budget. I'm like, I'm, I'm driving, I'm driving traffic. I'm getting attention. It's mostly getting attention. Exactly. That's I'm all using, it is. Now there is yeah. offline measures to get, to do guerrilla marketing, which mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go over a couple of examples that I have uh, at the summit. But it's, if you think about guerrilla marketing, just think about it this way. It's how can I get attention for my business without spending any money? Exactly. Yeah. Or breaking the law. I had someone the other day, I mentioned guerrilla marketing and they were like, oh wait, uh, I got to get a gorilla suit. Like, no, <laughs> dude, you know. I mean that's kind of guerrilla marketing, right? That well, is you get guerrilla marketing, yeah. You could get like... a you could get a mascot suit. I mean, they're actually I think there's like there's a Instagram page, and these guys run around in these gorilla suits, and there's three of them. They run around. They go like to grocery stores, and like you know, and they're like grabbing like uh, like 
the funniest one I saw was there at the grocery store loading up the grocery basket with bananas. Like, I mean, the thing's like piled <laughs> up with bananas and they're like, then they're running over, you know, trying to run out the door and then the security guards chasing them. It was crazy. That's actually a good video though, because that's, that's going to get attention. Video. It's going to go viral. Yeah, like, attention. yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? These guys in these gorilla suits. And the funny thing, it's the company, they sell the suits. That's what they do. That's what the company is called. I think it's called chub suits or something like that. It's like cub suits. It's crazy. <laughs> You know what else I had? I had a client. Have you ever heard of the website Cameo? Yeah, Cameo. Yeah. That's where so, the guys come and do the, like, they do, like, videos for you, like, the famous people. Yeah, celebrities or yeah, B celebrities, celebrities yeah. or whatever. So I had a client that we did a, a Cameo, and it cost $75. So it's not guerrilla marketing because it costs money. Uh, and they did a video. They paid a person that was on a TV show that was local to their market. Like, people oh, who right. lived in their market would know. Cost 75 bucks. And you can't say, you can't on Cameo say, hey, say how great you love uh, our business because it's like business. You can't do that. But yeah, what yeah. they did do is they said, hey, congratulations. We're opening our next location. If you could just say congratulations to the team, that would be awesome. This video got, I'm going to pull it up right now on my phone because it's on their TikTok page. They had zero followers on TikTok and they, they did had zero video. followers. And zero they followers. Cameo, just they had a Cameo just saying, hey, congratulations to your new location. Yep. And this, I'm gonna tell you right now how many follow, how many views this video got. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand views. Holy crap! Yeah, because and, cool. and it's like people recognize the person. What's the name? What's the name of the, What's the name of your account? I didn't ask him, so I don't want to give out their name. I'll, oh, I'll message right. you. I'll message you offline. Message, message me. I want to check it yeah. out because that yeah. sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard a cameo. Yeah, it's where you have like you have celebrities like. And I know a lot of people do it. Like they have someone wish them happy, you know, wish them in their family yeah. happy birthday, you know, just really easy things. Yeah. Like I want to get George Costanza to say hello to you guys. Cause I love Seinfeld. So I want to try to see that if he's on awesome. there. Do an intro for the, for the, uh, the session. Is he on <laughs> there? I don't know if he's on there. I have to he's check. Alexander. You, know, you got to be careful though, because they did there's one some crazy. There's some crazy priced ones. Trust me. Crazy price ones, and yeah. some people aren't good at it. So this one particular lady was really good at it, and she did a great job. And then they did it again with an athlete, and he, he sucked. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah. But you don't get your money back. It's just like it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Cameo. That's a, that's some, that's a, good, that's a good inside trick. Cameo. Yeah, go check it out. Cameo. Check out Cameo. <clears throat> You should have you do. You should be on Cameo doing stuff. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I mean, maybe, maybe I will. Hey, Nobody wants Bruce to pay for me. Short pizza marketing. If you want the best pizza in town. Yeah, right. Get your ass on YouTube Shorts. That's what I'd say. Get your ass on YouTube Shorts. That's Let's it. do it, buddy. That's it. That's it. Definitely. So yeah, I'm. I'm excited to talk. I'll talk about TikTok ads, which I'm excited about. I'll share probably awesome. more about Shorts because it's. What yeah, we? TikTok ads and Shorts will be probably one session, and then you're going to do a session on grill marketing. Right, guerrilla marketing, which I did a video on, but I'll go in a little bit more details and give you some more examples of guerrilla marketing very, very cool. for the modern day era. For the modern day person, as of October 2022. Yeah, no gorilla suits. I don't think there's any gorilla suits in my session. Yeah, I, love, I mean, I, you know what? I, I mean, I think a gorilla suit or a T Rex suit, I mean, that's gorilla marketing to me. <laughs> well, it's not really guerrilla marketing in the sense that you probably got to buy the gorilla suit and the T Rex suit, right? You know what? I think of that and I say, you know what? Most people will be like, oh, I got to buy a T-Rex suit or a gorilla and have them stand outside of my business. Yeah, I think they should do what you said. Buy, have, Pay someone to rent a gorilla suit and then go do funny stunts around your, do funny your stunts, city. Yeah. 
like like how how funny would it be like a pizza place uh two t-rex sitting at a table trying to eat pizza with their little arms yeah (laughs) or like a gorilla carrying 27 pizzas out of the restaurant right (laughs) and like people are like just don't make it obvious like it's just a normal routine and then you get people recording it and then posting it on their social profiles (laughs) that's viral shit right there yeah, it's like, oh my God, I was at, you know, Joey's Pizza Place, and I mean, a gorilla, like, almost, like, knocked me out the door. Yeah, but don't, like, don't make people. it, like, a scene, right? Like, the gorilla yeah. should walk in, like, he's just a regular customer. Just a regular guy. Can I have 27 And, just, and he has a stack pizzas? of pizza boxes there that he grabs, and he just yeah. walks out with a stack. That was, your, customers that... would be like, your customers would be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> That's good stuff. That'd be hilarious. I, w- I hope somebody does hilarious. that and tag me on it because I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to see that stuff too, man. I think that stuff's hilarious. I I think you and I both have that kind of off sense of humor. Yeah, I don't like – I think you need to have a little bit of an off sense of humor. I work best you with do. people who – Not the, I don't want to say don't give a shit, but <laughs> – You can't – Don't give a shit. You can't give a shit. You can't be scared. You can't, you can't make waves if you, give, if you care. You know what yeah. I mean? If you want to – if you have a serious message, you want to get your message out there, you got to have this kind of like, I'm going to throw this devil don't care attitude and I'm just going to go out there and get my get attention. Yep. You want to be respectful and you don't yeah, want to yeah. offend people, but you can't try to please everybody. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And we see and I work best with people who like, we have a couple of clients who have that same mentality and they're not afraid to like throw shots at their competition in a, in a fun way. Which oh, is yeah. fun, you know. It makes it interesting. I have I had someone the other day. There was a there was a, a pizza company out there called Toppers. Remember Toppers? Yeah, they're like a franchise, right? Yeah, and they yeah. do like really aggressive, like in your face marketing. And I think they had an ad they put out that says, like, "We teach, we treat each pizza with love and care." Just like we did your girlfriend last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'm like, damn, oh, that's wow. brutal. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Most most owners though will be, you know, if a hundred people comment and two have a negative comment, they'll, they'll focus on those two. They'll focus on the two negative instead of the yeah. 98 funny ones. I'm telling you, you. Here's my other thing I would tell you, and I would warn you. When you try to get attention, when you try to market your brand, you will have haters. Of course. Embrace the haters. Yep. Because I'll tell you right now, unless you start getting some people that are making comments, you're not pushing the button enough. You're not pushing the envelope to get attention enough. Yep. I love as soon my as you haters. Get, I don't love them. I hate my haters, but I don't. I love them. Stop I love them. You know why? Because they inspire me, man. It's like, that's awesome, man. At least I did something that hit a chord with you. I know. And I fucking hate them. Yeah. They're assholes, but what are you gonna do? Are gonna they let are stop assholes, me? though. But you know, <laughs> you know? I, I actually, I kind of pity them in the sense that that that's they're just stuck in that lot of life and they just have this negative attitude. True. So you know what I, I post, man. I got I, somebody like I'll post something. I'll make a com. I'll put a post up. I'll get some negative energy vampire just wants to suck the life out of it. True. You're always gonna have that, and I, you know, it's kind of like how I look at people who leave one star reviews. Oh my god. Like you, why you, you have a whole good thing about this, but when people leave one service, no one likes you. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Listen, nobody likes you. Listen, two star reviews, three star reviews, but generally, if you leave a one star review, <laughs> it's something that could you could have went to the person and, and said, "Hey, this is what happened." Said, yeah. Nobody likes you. Anyway, yeah, if you, you left a one star review out there, ever nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. Nobody. <laughs> sorry, it's true. No one likes you. No one respects you. No one appreciates you. 
you suck basically. Yeah, because no matter what you do, say you visit a restaurant, no matter how bad it is, you could at least put two stars, right? At least. Like one star is you're just a bitter person. One star, yeah, you suck. I mean, yeah. you suck bad. I mean, I'll, I'll say it too. If you leave a one-star review, you suck bad. I mean, I've never – I don't generally leave reviews in general. Um, I just don't – like, especially if I have a bad experience, I just don't go back. That's my review. I just don't go back. Yeah. I was, and I go out I, of my way until my friends don't go there too. Don't yeah, exactly. Like, word of mouth. Like, I'll be like, if someone asks me, that place sucks, don't go there. But I won't go on the website. And um, I was like, I, we should start a we should start a business where – you review people who leave reviews. <laughs> that would work actually. That would actually probably, I think very, very, very popular. Like Yelp started a business where people leave reviews for businesses. We should start a business where people leave reviews for people who have left reviews. Yeah. And then like, you, you do some like, well, it's like, you know, businesses, they know your address, stuff like that. We should do it where we review the people who do one star reviews and we leave your address <laughs> or your, your Instagram handle or TikTok, or your Instagram right? Instagram handle. We yeah. tell people where you are on, like, online. Yeah. Phil's full of shit. Look at all the one star reviews he's left everywhere. He's just mean. People, I mean, some people just love misery. Yeah, I don't understand that. Listen, you people, I've never been to a business. I, I don't know. I, I've never been to a business that was so bad yeah. that I wanted to leave a one-star review. Like ultimately I always think like, yeah, I may have a bad experience, but at least, I mean, that's still a person trying to make a living. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be the person that puts them out of business, even though they sucked and they probably shouldn't be in business. I don't want to be that person that makes it happen. I've done two star reviews. Definitely. That's, Me too. That's as low as I go as I yeah. do two. Yeah. Me too. And I, even that, I'm just like, you know what? I don't even go back. I just don't go back. Like you said, tell your friends not to go there. It's not worth it. Yeah. And usually, or you call yeah. the place. And I'll tell you right now, yeah, I, normally it's like I try to get resolution with the, with the leadership team, with the management team. And if I don't, then I put a two-star review up. And if, if they – now, here's my thing. If they contact me to apologize and they're sincere, I'll take it down. True. You know, Which I most will. businesses should do. They should. You know, I will. If they, if they if, uh, reach out to me and they're really sincere, not assholes about it, and, you know, not like, you know, someone's having a bad day. You know, right. really, really sincere. I was up in I was up in Spokane. I stayed at a hotel, and there was like no shampoo, no shampoo, no conditioner, no body wash in the shower. So I, I go down to the front desk and I ask the girl, "Hey, listen, I just there's you know maybe I'm wrong, but there's no shampoo." Oh, and she had this, had this attitude like, <laughs> "Oh, okay," and she just stood there. I go, "Well, can I get some shampoo?" It was like seven thirty. And I had to be at a meeting at eight, at like eight, a little after eight. And so I was like, can I get some shampoo? Uh, well, yeah. Well, you know, you should have let us know. Well, I didn't notice it until this morning when I was getting ready to get in the shower. And I noticed there's no shampoo. So I come downstairs. <laughs> you know, I didn't like notice last night. So now from now on, though, every time I go to a hotel, first thing I do is I check the bathroom, make sure there's adequate supplies, right? Yep. But she gave me this attitude, and then she says, well, I'll call housekeeping. So it's like, you know, it was like 7.30. So 7.45, no one's there yet. 7.50, no one's there yet. So I call back at the desk. I'm like, uh, hey, you know, it's been like 20 minutes. I haven't seen anybody here. I really need to get in the shower and get this thing going. I don't want, I'm going to be late already now for my meeting, and I like to at least wash my hair. And then she's like, oh. and she, she on the phone, she gives me this heavy <laughs> Sorry to inconvenience you. And she's, oh, well, you know, uh, housekeeping doesn't come in till eight. 
I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You knew at 7.30 housekeeping doesn't come in at 8. And you didn't tell me then that you weren't going to do anything until 8 o'clock and you're going to make it someone else's problem. I said, listen, I know the room next door to me is empty. Can someone just get a key and go to get the shampoo <laughs> out of that room? I mean, help me out here. I just want to take, I just want to take a shower. And she's like, oh, well, I'll call. Housekeeping will be here probably. Housekeeping will be in like in five minutes. It was like you know 7.50. Housekeeping should be in any minute. I'll call them as soon as they get. I'll, I'll, I'll call and leave a message for them. It's eight o'clock. Nobody shows at my door. Eight ten. No one's at my door. I call back to the front desk. Listen, I really, I mean, I'm, I really, really need some shampoo back. Okay, <laughs> like really bad. I've already called my 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 client and said I'm going to be late. So I've already got. I'm going to be late, but I really need the shampoo. Well, I called housekeeping and told them. I don't know what I can do for you. Uh, can you just, I mean, you, you can't find me the same shampoo. Oh anywhere? my goodness. This yeah. person didn't want the job. They didn't want to work. They did not want the job. So they got a two-star review. That's I understandable. Like, How about this? I was vivid, livid. I mean, just livid. I left a two-star review um, within an hour. Uh, and it was on TripAdvisor. Within an hour, the manager replied, sincerely apologized, called my room to apologize, left a voicemail there. Called my cell phone to apologize, so I took it down. Oh, there you go. How about this? How about we compromise? How he about was very, he was very nice and he apologized and he understood and he says and, and and then they basically said we also now just let you know we do keep shampoo behind the front desk. So if <laughs> anyone ever comes up to us, they will know that we do. Have so in the future, if you forgot if this hotel forgot your shampoo and they have it at the front desk, it's you can not, thank like, them. we're not going to wait for someone to make it right. Well, we can we can we can fix it right then, right? All right, how about this, Donald? I have an idea. How about in order to leave a one-star review, you have to make a video of it. You got to make a video of the one-star. That would have been a good video. It would have been a good video, and I feel like most people are afraid of video, so if they have to make a video in order to leave a one-star review, they just won't do it. They won't do it. That's a good way to do it. That's a good. It's very easy to just, like, make a fake name and profile and leave a one-star review anonymously. So Bruce will be at the Restaurant Success Summit. You can grab a ticket at restaurantsuccesssummit.com. If you want to grab a ticket, please get your tickets at the restaurantsuccesssummit.com. I got a few seats left. Remember, I do cap this at 50 people. I'm very, very close to selling out. It always sells out every year. Bruce has always been uh, very, very generous with his time and helping us out at the summit. So I always really appreciate that. If you need to reach Bruce, you can always get him at Smart Pizza Marketing. Is that still the best place to get you? Yeah, that's fine. Smart Pizza Marketing. All our links are there and contact yeah. form if you want. Whatever. And you have a couple podcasts out. How many? Uh, what's name some of your podcasts you have? You got so Smart I have, Pizza Marketing. Yep, and then the Marketing Club podcast. So Smart Pizza oh, marketing, marketing is Club one, yeah. Pizza marketing, uh, not pizza, but like pizza. If you like pizza or restaurant, that one's mm-hmm. interview entrepreneurs in the pizza business and talk pizza. The Marketing Club is more like what I find from experimenting mm-hmm. with marketing. I share in shorter audio form, like. 15 10 15 20 minutes oh yeah you know like today's episode that came out was all about youtube shorts so if you want to learn more specifics that just reminds me of something i just want to remember when clubhouse was out yeah oh my god close now did you see linkedin has audio rooms now i didn't i somebody had an audio room i don't yeah now linkedin is trying to be clubhouse now they got you can do an audio room now is clubhouse still a thing I, I think Clubhouse died. <laughs> I think there's some people who still use it, but I there I, are some people who still use it. It got just too crazy. I mean, just people arguing. I yeah, don't, I don't like that kind of energy. 
the audio is terrible too. Like anybody with an audio iPhone can use it, which is great, but it's the audio is just bad. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it sounds like that. You know, it's like hundred percent. It's horrible. I'd rather just listen to a podcast. I'd rather listen to a podcast. Yeah, if I listen to anything, if I, you know, my go-to stuff is like a, a podcast. I love podcasts. I listen to Bruce's smart piece. I, have, I actually do listen to his uh, marketing club. It's some of my favorite ones. What's some of the other favorite podcasts out there that you like to listen to? Um, I I used to like social media marketing podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, social media marketing show that Michael Stelzner does. That was a good one that I listened to for a while. I got a little stale lately, to be honest with you. Um, but that's a good one. Um, the one I've been listening to a lot is My First Million with um, Sam Parr and Sean Purry. Sean was uh, with Twitch. Do you remember the app that we used to use called... Um, it was the first app that we did live videos on. Way Blab. Do you remember that? Oh, Blab. Yeah, yeah. So Sean was the founder of Blab. He created Blab. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, and then uh, Sam created the newsletter called The Hustle, which is like marketing, news, mm-hmm. politics a little bit. Um, and they had a couple million subscribers on that. And they do a podcast called My First Million. And it's just business yeah. ideas. And they have yeah. guests on once in a while. It's just a, it's a, it's kind of like what you and I are doing now, but with them. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite ones to listen to. And that's kind of it. I've been not into podcasts. I've been like kind of working and you know, listening to YouTube a little bit and focusing. Mm-hmm. But those are my two go-tos. <laughs> Yeah, listen to your marketing club one. Is your smart pizza one? I also like uh, the game with Alec Hermosi. I do too, but that's more for me. Like I like Alex Hermosi. He he does a good job, but it's a lot of funnels and things that I'm just yeah. not into. But if you I'm are, in the, I'm in the funnel, so perfect that, for you. For like me, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you do that. So if you are a business, like if you are a consultant who wants to scale and do funnels, mm-hmm. and he, the thing about Alex too is. He's not just talking from theory, which a lot of people no, do. Yeah, no, he actually, I mean, he did He's this. done it. He's done it, done it, yeah. I watch his YouTube channel. I don't listen to this podcast, but I watch his YouTube I channel. I love his, uh, yeah, yeah, his YouTube channel, too. He, yeah. he, he's he's just a character, man. He's got great energy. I like that fact that he's just like no no nonsense. It's like, just here's the facts. This is what to do. Take it or leave it. You need to start wearing like a breathe right, a breathe right strip. <laughs> on the like, you need a breathe strip and a mustache. Breathe strip and a mustache. That's what I need. I don't. I, I just. I don't know. I just can't pull off that. That's a pretty heavy duty mustache. You've never seen Alex Ramosi. Go check him out. I can't grow a mustache, so I can't grow terrible. a mustache. <laughs> nah, doesn't work for me. Not me either. Bruce, always a pleasure, man, having you on the show. I appreciate your time as always, my friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. If anybody needs to get a hold of Bruce, please reach out to him at smartpizzamarketing.com. Go check out his YouTube channel. He also has uh, quite a few podcasts out there. Both of us are both committed to any way we can help you, you know, build your brand, strengthen your team, and increase your profits. We're we're both game for it. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Coach Podcast with Donald Burns. Tune in next time as we serve up more ways to maximize your potential. Visit our website at www.therestaurantcoach.com or download episodes at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. 